miserable little bag of puke. Nag, 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 nag. But unlike some people, I have a heart, goddammit. You're listening to the dirtiest motherfucker in Texas. Let me clear my throat! On Fat Guy Loves Cake. Hey, hey, hey. Good Monday morning to you. It is January 31st, last day of January 2022. This is Fat Guy Loves Cake, your favorite podcast ever, the best one that you can find on the internet. I am so happy to have you with me, share my thoughts with you. Did everyone have a wonderful weekend? I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I know I did because I progressively got better. As you can tell, I sound better. I had a major drainage of white blood cells, dead white blood cells forced out of my nose, and I'm breathing better, and I'm feeling better, and also I can just go back to work. Woohoo! Although I did work at the skating rink over the weekend, because, well, can't leave those kids hanging. Had a good time, though. These kids, these kids crack me up so much, okay? One of my favorite things to do uh, at the skating rink is the limbo. I've probably mentioned that before. And the limbo is great because it gives me a chance to be on the loudspeaker over the uh, over the PA. And I get to act, I, I treat it like it's a total like major sporting event. You know, I announce it like, oh, it's for the gold medal to go to Tokyo in 2024 and sponsored by EA Sports. And, and the kids really get into it, you know. One thing I noticed about kids is like they're such fucking liars. Like this this limo can get low. Okay, now it starts off at its highest point is like four feet high. Some of these kids can just walk under it, and you know for the taller skaters it gets hard. But the the limbo can get really really low. I'm talking about like at its lowest. Uh, I don't know foot and a half off the ground. And these kids, they, they, some of them get under it. They do this move, right? They stretch their front leg out in front of them. Because I don't make them do the whole lean back thing. Because, like, kids start leaning back in the limbo. Because half of them are on skates and half of them are on their feet. And if they start doing the whole leaning back thing, then people start eating shit. And I do not want to see children get hurt. So I have a rule. All you have to do is just get under it. You don't have to lean back. As long as your hands don't touch the ground, as long as your knees don't touch the ground, and I give one winner for skates and one winner for feet. That way it's fair, because the people on feet, it's much easier. When these kids do this thing, they stretch their front leg way, way out in front of them. They do this maneuver. Oh my God, they contort their bodies. Makes my back hurt so much just to watch. And also one of the best things about the limbo is there's always a few adults that get involved. And I want, you know, I'm on the loudspeaker saying, if you go down, you may not be able to get back up. (laughs) And it's true. Like, there are a lot of people who probably haven't squatted in quite some time. If your body doesn't require you to do squatting on a day-to-day basis, well, go ahead and try this, like right now. Like, stand up and go up and down squatting 30 seconds. Don't, Don't go one two, go one, two, three, four. Do that for 30 seconds, as many as you can for 30 seconds. And if you are not physically squatified, <laughs> you're probably going to fall down at the end of the 30 seconds, and then you're going to have a lot of 
trouble walking the next day. And then you'll see just how fucking out of shape your thigh muscles are when you put them to use. I rode a skateboard a few years ago, and I hadn't skated. I used to skate hardcore, and I rode a skateboard a few years ago, and I had not touched a skateboard in, like, over a decade. And I went out, and I got, I was, I was beer-fueled. I was just lit on, I drank, like, a case of beer, and I was like, let's rock and roll. Let's go skate. And skateboarding uses muscles that you never use. You know, with popping the tail and kick flipping, there's tiny little muscles that haven't been used because you aren't doing that kind of thing in your normal day-to-day sitting, standing, walking around the grocery store, picking up fat foods to shovel in your fat fucking mouth. (laughs) The only strong muscles in your body at this point in your life are your mouth and your heart because of how much work it's getting. So these kids, you know, they think it... I had eight winners in limbo on Saturday night because I could not get any of them to get out. I mean, it started off with like 50 people, but it came down to eight, and I was down to the last lowest level it could go. And I kept making them do it all over again because I was trying to get some of them to mess up, and they didn't. And eight winners, eight kids that could get under... 18 inches without putting their hands or their knees on the floor. But these kids that came up to me, they're all crowded around me, you know, which I'm like, social distance. Like, get out of my space. These kids, oh my God, when they talk to you, they have to get like right up in your shit. And I'm like having a mini freak out in my mind, covering my mouth and my nose, even even if I'm wearing a mask, like fanning the air in front of me, trying to make the germs get away. These kids last night, or Saturday night, they said, they're like, dude, wasn't that awesome, right? And I'm like, yeah, you guys can really get low as your limbo professionals. And this girl goes, oh, well, like, one time I did this limbo, and it was, like, this low. And she's holding her hand, and it's, like, six inches from the ground. And then this other kid's like, well, I, I did a, uh, I did the limbo one time, and it was this low. And his hand's, like, three inches from the ground. And I'm just like, wow, that's, you know. That's incredible. I'd be like, you little fucking liars. No, but you know, you don't want to let the kids have their fun. Let them have their fantasies. I try not to be too grown up when I'm around children. I like to, I mean, I have a job to do. And and that in, there's a fine line I walk between being responsible adult in charge and then wanting to act like a child myself. And I walk that line fine, because I don't let the kids do anything they're not supposed to, and I still get to goof off and goof around, so in turn, they have fun with me. And I love that. That's why I continue to work at that job, even though I have a full-time job all through the week. I will never give up the skating rink. It keeps me young. But these kids, you know, when they get to be in, like, the preteen years, then I start becoming the enemy, because I don't want anyone to do anything that's fun, apparently. And I remember that, you know, but like these kids, you know, they go off into the dark corners and they're doing God knows what. And I got to go over there and break it up and be like, hey, guys, please come on. Let's keep it moving. I, you know, I can't sit over here and, and we'll babysit you guys all night. And you know, they give me that look like you fucking D bag, you know, you don't, you know, you just, you're a buzzkill. You don't know how to have fun. And I'm thinking like, dude, when I was a kid, there was always an adult buzzkill. Okay. It's the cycle of life. All right. When I was your age, somebody killed my buzz, and now I'm the adult 
and you were my age, and I'm the buzzkill. It's the cycle of life. I'm sorry. It's not that I'm an asshole. It's not that adults are assholes. It's that kids just think that adults are out to ruin their fun. Sometimes they are. But I'll tell you what, man. If kids are behaved, if they're respectful, I'll let them get away with murder. I don't, I don't care. You think that you're going to be a child forever. You're like, I can't wait to be 18. Oh, you fucking bullshit. Wait till you turn 18. Wait till you turn 30. And then realize 40 came really fucking quick. You have no idea. I remember, I can still remember my childhood and how long it took. And I treated it like, oh, I'm in this prison. I'm in this prison. It's just taking forever. How long am I going to be 10? Where I don't have to pay bills and I have every toy I've ever asked for. No responsibilities other than just going to school and having someone else cook all my meals. Oh, what a terrible life. I wish these eight years would just go by so I could do all the horrible shit my parents have to do. See, there's a good chance that your parents were probably pretty cool once, but then you came along and you fucking ruined them. I totally sidetracked with that. I These kids, and then I got to thinking about uh, when I was in my freshman year of high school, I got in a lot of trouble, like all the time. I was constantly absent. I was disruptive. I was a class clown. I loved attention, and I could never stop talking when I was in class. I had to always be cutting up, and that was me. I was always like that. And I'd tell myself, like, dude, you got to stop this shit. You got to knock it off. But it's just in my DNA. And so for a semester of my freshman year, I was sent to an alternative school in a place called Conroe, Texas. If you don't know Conroe, it's 30 minutes north of the Woodlands where I went to school. It's, we all called it Cornrow. It's hickish. It's redneck. It's shit kicker. It's, you know what, I'm not even going to say anything good about Conroe because it sucks. It fucking sucks. I don't know what it's like now, but I guarantee you it's either exactly the same or it sucks more. The only good thing about Conroe is Lake Conroe. Big, big, big lake. We had a boat. We went skiing all the time. A lot of fun. But anyway, I went to this alternative school called, I think it was called OI. Operation Involvement. It's just regular school, except smaller classes. And we were all bad kids. And it's not like they treated us any different. We didn't have some sort of, like, wonderful program that we were going to where they gave us this one-on-one education that we so needed and the love that our parents weren't giving us. I was just in trouble a lot because I was a, a complete egomaniac who needed all eyes on me all the fucking time. That's it. I wasn't going around taking my jimmy out and exposing myself to teachers, and I'm referencing actual events that took place in my high school. You know, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't doing, I wasn't fighting. I never fought. I got my ass kicked all the time in high school. It wasn't until I finally went through puberty at the age of like 26 that I was able to kick someone else's ass. I'll straight up own that shit. In high school, I was an easy target. But I also was, you know, I also had a huge fucking mouth. I had to come in a lot of times. You know, like when a bully would come up to me and they'd be, you know, they'd, they'd say something and I'd always have a smart ass remark to them. It was never like, no, it's cool, man. No, no, I had to fucking open my mouth. Like, for example, like if someone would come up to me and I'm eating my lunch and they go, 
hey, what are you, hey, stupid fucker, what are you doing? You know, and I'd be like, oh, I'm practicing eating your mom's pie. You know, then I'd get slugged. And that's just the way it was. Have a black eye for a week. Back then, there were no charges pressed. No one ever went to jail or got in trouble with the law when you threw a punch in the 80s. Like, seriously, there was no... There was no getting the law involved and probation. No, I got socked all the fucking time. And, like, they, there wasn't even, like, detention for it. Sometimes it was even like, well, what did you do? And this was a good school. This just shows you how different the, the late 80s and early 90s are, were as compared to now. Which I actually prefer it that way. I mean, when you once you start being all tattletale and, you know, my dad always told me, like, if you don't stand up for yourself, and all dads do, well, used to anyway, now they're probably like, ah, I can't believe he touched my son, and I want him canceled and expelled and have his Facebook deleted and make sure that his permanent record follows him everywhere he goes because he punched my kid. No, it wasn't like that. I had a lot of big friends. So anyone ever kicked my ass, I knew they were going to get theirs later on. And they fucking did, believe me. There was a major civil war in my high school, and it was fucking skaters and punk rockers versus jocks and shit kickers. And skaters and punk rockers always won. We had the bigger fucking people. We had the people that were the better athletes but didn't play sports. We had some of the biggest jocks start shit with people in our groups, and they would just get throttled. Yeah, that shit didn't last very long. It was like maybe one year where all the jocks were like, well, we're going to single every one of them out, and then they'd get to the wrong fucking one, and then it was like, that shit slowed down real quick. Anyway, but back to the operation involvement, the alternative school I went to. I remember... And what got me thinking about this was these kids telling these stories about their limbo being six inches low. And I was in this class, and for some reason, all of these kids in my class, like 75%, you know, or whatever, I, I don't know, 10 kids, maybe eight of them are all rednecks. And we're all coming from schools all around Conroe Independent School District. And they all wore these nut-hugging Levi's, giant belt buckles, you know, they all really had cowboy hats, boots. They all dipped. It was like, they didn't dip because they enjoyed it. They dipped because it was like a, I don't know, like a rite of passage or something. And being being a, a cowboy in Texas, fucking disgusting, man. One time one of them bummed a cigarette from me and broke it up and stuck the tobacco in his mouth. And if you have no experience with cigarettes, it's that is really disgusting. See, dip is flavored. It's moist. Put it in your mouth, and it's good. It's like uh, it's like spearmint gum with a rush. I like dipping. I don't do it, but I enjoy it. I wouldn't turn it away. But cigarette tobacco, it's not made to be dipped or spucked or chawed. It was meant to be smoked. And when you stick it in your mouth, oh, my God, it makes your stomach burn. These rednecks that I went to school with were so fucking stupid. And they would tell these outrageous stories because we'd get to school and we only had like two classes, you know, instead of having eight periods, you had two periods, you know, half of the day was with one teacher, half the day was with another. 
And they'd come to school and they'd fucking lie about everything. They're like, do you drink? I'm like, I don't know, sometimes, you know, if I have a beer, I get pretty buzzed. They're like, oh, well, I'll drink a 24-pack of Pabst. And this is back when Pabst wasn't a hipster beer. It was actually like a shit-kicker beer. I'm like, I drank a 24-pack of Pabst before I finally started feeling something. You know, back then, I'm like, wow, that's cool, you know. Now I'd be like, you goddamn lying motherfucker. Like, yeah, drank 24-pack. You, if you were 16 years old, you drank a 24-pack of Pabst, you'd get alcohol poisoning. Or you'd get very, very sick. And they'd go, <laughs> they'd come to class, like, yeah, man, let me let me tell you what I did this weekend, man. All right, so, I, you know, I got my Chevy. I got my Chevy Silverado, and I got my Chevy Cheyenne. They'd be like, you talking about them two shit heaps in your front yard there? The chicken the grass all growing up? Yeah, yeah. Yes, that, that, those trucks. Well, I got a new truck. I got me a new truck. All right. With 454 in it. V8. I took the V8s out of the, the Silverado and the Cheyenne, and I bore it out underneath the hood, and I put the engines so they were like side by side on top of the other V8. All right. So I had three V8s. I had a V24. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I started to like talk, like go into my ghetto voice here, but they were actually a combination of like ghetto and redneck. It was a very weird thing. He's like, yeah, shoot, man. So I, I fired up that V24. What's the first goddamn engine you ever done heard in your life? Woo! Shoot. I'm like, well, why'd you, why'd you drive to school today? Oh, well, you know, my, my pa wouldn't let me drive it up here. He said, he's, no, man, that ain't, that ain't street legal. I can't let you drive that to school, man. Who come by and see? No, man, they don't like visitors, man. They don't. They don't like visitors on the lawn. You, you know, I, I, I bring it up here one day. I still got some fine tuning to do on that, man. It's a V twenty four though, man. It's a, some high octane business going on under the hood. <laughs> God. And they, I remember they also used to play this this game. I guess it was called Squirrel because that's the. I mean, I never actually heard them refer to it as squirrel, but they, you know, they, like I said, these, they all had these Levi's like back before skinny jeans existed. Okay. Cowboys and cowboys still do this. Like they wore the tightest fucking jeans. We always called them nut huggers. You could see everything because it was so packed. Nut huggers, Levi's. I mean, uh, not Levi's, but I said Levi's or Wranglers. Nut-hugging Wrangler jeans. So fucking tight, you'd think, man, it's got to be cutting the blood off to something. Those guys were probably all sterile. We can only hope. By the time they were at the age to have children. And they played this game called Squirrel. And all it was, was they'd go, like they'd point out the window and they'd go, Squirrel! And then they'd take their hand, like in a backhand motion, and they'd do a sack tap on one of their friends. Like if their friend was, I guess sitting with his jeans spread open a little too much, and they'd fucking sack-tap each other. Squirrel! Push! They'd be down, because those men, you know this. Women, you won't, but when you if you're wearing something real, real, real snug up against your balls, and someone were to just, like, flick or tap, give a little whack. Man, you're out. You're down for the count for, like, a fucking hour. That is pain that goes works its way up through your guts. And into your throat. Oh, man. I my, I remember one time my cousin sack-tapped me. We were fucking wrestling and shit. And I was kind of like in a 
somersault position with my ass in the air, and he sack-tapped me, and I wanted to die. Like, no exaggeration. I went into the bathroom and locked myself in, and my my parents and everybody kept trying to get in, and I was just like, let me die! He's so good. He touched my nuts. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've never, I've felt some pain in my life. I've had my wisdom teeth pulled. I've had fucking major ear infections. You know, I I have never felt pain so bad as the sack tap. And these guys did this shit all the time. These are the same guys that would come to school and be like, fag, fag, everybody's a fag. I'm like, you guys are the ones handling each other's balls every day. Where was I going with all of this? Oh, I got a special game we can all play. So there's a Facebook dating app now that's free, and it's actually superior to any dating app because you don't have to pay for it. I mean, you don't have to pay for things like Plenty of Fish and OkCupid, but you can't see who likes you. If someone clicks on your profile and they say they like you, and you're on OkCupid or Plenty of Fish, if you're not paying, if you're not a paying member, you don't know who it was. So if they don't initiate conversation, you have to just like completely fucking guess who they are. Well, Facebook now has a free one. If you like someone, it tells them, and they have the option to ignore it, or write you back. Simple as that. You don't, you can't go to their profile because you don't know where it is. And, and that's cool. You know, cool Facebook to do that. Because paying $40 a month so you can date online is just such unbelievable horse shit. I mean, they could do things like ads or something. But anyway, uh, I was liked by someone, and her name rhymes with gonorrhea. No bullshit. Her name rhymes perfectly with gonorrhea. And not just the Rhea. I'm talking about gonorrhea. So I thought I'd have a little contest for all you cake lovers. If you can email me and you can tell me the name that you think it is and you get it right, I will send you a custom-made Fat Guy Loves Cake shirt with me in a thong. I'll pay for it. I'll ship it out to you. Aaron, you are completely uh, void in this contest because you already know the answer because I told you because it was fucking funny. So, looking for a... <laughs> I, I say girl's name. It doesn't matter because it's not going to come off as a feminine or masculine when you find out what it is. But, rhymes with gonorrhea. Lucky winner gets a fat guy loves cake shirt with a big picture of me in a thong. Custom made, sent to you in whatever size you want. Send me an email, fatguylovescake at yahoo.com, and you only get one guess. So don't send me a whole fucking list just putting letters in front of gonorrhea. It has to be spelled right, too. I said it sounds like gonorrhea. I didn't say it's spelled like gonorrhea. I went up to a girl once in a bar, and I had... (laughs) I had just bought or stolen or something this Velcro wallet. You know, total fucking 80s wallet. It was like checkered Vans looking wallet. Velcro. Fucking Velcro. Real high class. And I was at this bar in downtown Dallas. This place I used to love to go. That had this Killian's for a dollar a bottle. Killian's Red Irish. Oh, fantastic beer. And I walked into that bar, and I was in a great mood, and I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit on the first woman I run into, and, you know, and I just walked 
I walk up to the bar and I said, Killians, please. And I looked at this beautiful woman sitting at the bar. She's reading a magazine. It's in the afternoon, so it's real casual. I take out my wallet and I go, you see that? <laughs> and I go, <laughs> you know, open the wallet, make the Velcro sound. I go, see that? That's real Velcro. And she gives me this look of horror. And gets up and fucking leaves. She leaves the bar. She had half a beer left. I've never been so proud of myself in my life. I don't know where that came from. I was thinking about pickup lines the other day. A good pickup line is awesome. Like if It's so rare, especially for someone like me, who I feel physically looks like a gargoyle, to have a pretty woman use a pickup line on me, even if it's just a joke. It's just like the effort they put into it. And if it's clever, it's just like, wow. And I had, this is a true story. I don't ever tell lies on my show. I went to this place in the woodlands one night and I sat down at the bar and I ordered a beer and I'm watching the, I don't know, so I'm watching a hockey game on the TV and there's a girl sitting next to me, very pretty girl. And she says to me, let me remember this exactly. Like we, we, we were sitting at the bar for quite a while before she said anything to me. I guess she was sizing me up. And at some point, she leans over to me, and she's holding her watch, you know, she's her wrist with the watch on it, up to her ear. She's looking at me, and I'm looking at her, and she's holding her watch, and she leans into me, and she says, my watch says that you're not wearing any underwear. And I, I'm so fucking confused, right? And I say, uh, I said, no, I'm wearing underwear. And she goes, oh, well, then it must be 15 minutes fast. And I was like, check, please. (laughs) Yeah. My favorite is, like, here, guys, this is a great one. Because if you do a cheesy pickup line, if it's clever and it's funny, you can get away with it. Because you don't ever want to do that shit like, oh, is that a mirror in your pants or whatever, anything that's been done. Okay, there's there's a classic pickup line where you go, Oh, hey, baby, you know what I'd do if I could rearrange the alphabet? And then the answer is, I'd put you and I together. All right? But see, everyone's heard that line now. So what you want to do is you want to give them a chance to answer. You go up to a woman and you go, you know what I'd do if I could rearrange the alphabet? And she goes, what, put you and I together? You go, no, I'd put the D in you. <laughs> yes! That's good stuff. I love I love a good pickup line. If you can make a girl laugh, women love humor. Lord knows it's the only way I've ever gotten any. I've always had a real face for radio. Well, this was fun. This was fun. I had a great weekend, good time at the rink, and a lot of football. I was told by a girl in California that I am not supposed to talk about the 49ers because I badmouthed them last time. So I'm not gonna, but if you are a 49ers fan, then you are fully aware that you lost. I know, I, I take no joy in that. Being a good sport, Cowboys aren't playing anyway, so what do I care who wins? So, to you in California, you know who you are. I won't say your name without your permission, but sorry that your Niners lost. It was a very good game, though. Very close. So, I'm amped. we got February coming up. And I have to do something real special for Valentine's Day. We'll definitely 
Definitely have to set up a script for that. So don't forget about the contest. If you want to tell me what the girl's name was that rhymes with gonorrhea, you can give it to me and spell it correctly, or even just get real fucking close. Free t-shirt from me, custom designed. Send your answers to fatguylovescake at yahoo.com. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, bright and early. I post the shows after midnight, so they are there for you for your drive to work or whenever you want to listen. They're on Spotify, they're on YouTube, they're on iTunes, they're on... And that's it. I'm going to let the sweet, sweet sound of Mr. Zero take you home. I'll see you guys on Wednesday. Loving you is cool, but getting money is the only thing that's on my mind. I don't know what to do, but hustle. I'd be living on the street if I'm not on my grind. I'm doing the best I can. I need you to understand to be on my side. It's a hell of a sacrifice. I'm chasing this cash for life. It's a long, long ride. It's a long ride. A lot of lonely nights Might be a lot of mess ups Before I finally get it right I hope I'm worth it Cause baby you ain't perfect All them Gucci and Louis persons I hope you deserved it Stay down Only weak women lay down We can't afford to just walk away from this pay now I'm shipping shit through Greyhound Taking all kind of chances Could be locked up But you rocked up Living in many mansions Hulk life gotta get it if it's good. it's good Niggas who get lazy end up back in the hood If I lost it all, I'd probably lose you So if it's paper on the table, I can't shoot you Loving you is cool, but getting money is the only thing that's on my mind I don't know what to do, but hustle I'd be living on the street if I'm not on my If my pockets on flat, I can't enjoy you, baby. Doing anything without money to me is just annoying, baby. I know you love looking at satellite TV. The mother nigga shit off. You would have to look at a DVD. Bitch, I ain't trying to hold your hand and take a walk in the park. I'd rather get my hustle on so we don't have to talk in the dark. And fuck the repo. I ain't giving up my bending like that. I'll be goddamn if I let the recession pit me like that. If I go to jail, it's bail money. This your red bottom and Chanel money. Plus the Mortgage, fuck motel money. It smell good, but I'd rather smell money. I tend as a football field, and I swear I'm running back. So sit the fuck down and wait for me to come back with that money back. Loving you is cool, but getting money is the only thing that's on I don't wanna be 
just news, baby. I wanna be the hot topic. Eat lobster every day of my life, but the hell is a hot pocket. Catch a case, it's all good. I hide your kid shape, but now they got to drop it. Come home, keep fucking you until you say zero, you got to stop it. When I'm done, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, right back on my grind. Like why I see, I got racks on racks on racks, right back on my mind. You live and lavish, you love that shit. Cause you was broke before you was that bitch. So I hope you learn how to love that brick. Cause without that bitch, we wouldn't be shit. Shit, without these licks, you wouldn't be shit, no red bottoms. Breaking to your friend by how you got them. Different pet every time they spot them. Taking trips, first class flights to get hard, but I love my life. I'ma make sure my money right. Grind all day and I grind all night, like driving around in foreign. And vacate when it's boring. Time to town like I'm touring. Sipping on drink till you see me soaring. I sleep good since I'm out the hood, but I eat good in the streets. So I'ma go get this paper. I'll be back next week. Bye. 